Welcome to the Alien Probe Podcast. It's Saturday, February 17th, 2024. I'm Doug. This is Mufon Matt. Hello. And today, joining us is Jim and Jade. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. We're excited to have you on. You might be one of our more more popular popular people that we've had on. (laughs) I tried to find a good... (laughs) I I tried to use the right word. And I have nothing. I have nothing. Anyway, we do... Jim is more of a paranormal. I mean, you do... um, you're You're an oracle reader, spiritual advisor... Paranormal nonfiction writer. Where's my camera? There's your book. Oh. This is one of your books. You can <laughs> thank, thank Matt. He, Matt bought it. <laughs> I, I'd love to take credit for that, but he bought it. I like the <laughs> Kindle style. Uh, paranormal and true crime creator at YouTube. And uh, you live in Jersey and you got that great Jersey accent. Sometimes. I do, yeah. yes. And how's I the, love my Jersey accent. Yeah. How's our California <laughs> accent? Does that work for you too? Yeah, I love it. Nice <laughs> yeah. and, uh, do we, we do speak a little quicker than I imagine people from California would. It's always that like slow draw. Yeah, we're kind of, yeah. You guys aren't in a hurry to do anything. <laughs> we're tip- We're pretty fast without the usual typical help the Californians have. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about tell us about your journey to through the paranormal. You got some personal things that have happened that brought you to this. Yes. So ever since I was very little, for as long as I can remember, I was able to see and communicate with spirits. And I didn't know that's what I was doing, you know, as a little kid. It was, people always say, you know, the age of four or five is when most mediums or people who can have contact with the other side start having it. But I believe it's since birth. It's just those are when our first memories start is when we're four or five for the most part. So I do believe I've been a medium since birth. And it's been a long struggle for me to come to terms with being that different, especially with the way, you know, I was born in the 80s. So it wasn't really anything that was cool or popular until the 90s. And by that time, I was so messed up by it that um, I, I didn't want to deal with it. I tried turning it off. And that just led to a whole slew of other problems. But throughout it all, I've had the dead with me. They're always with me um, everywhere I go. And it's just been an interesting ride. I've basically had encounters with every entity you could possibly think of, except a few, you know. And for me, when I come across an entity that I've never personally met, I get really excited, hence my obsession recently or for the last 13 years with the BEK. But I've also had some um, extraterrestrial experiences that I'm starting to uncover recently as well. So it's just my whole life has been one paranormal otherworldly adventure, basically. And I'm finally 
four or five years ago, decided to just embrace it and stop fighting against it. And now I help others with it, which feels really good too. That's awesome. Awesome. I'm just rearranging my thing here. Now you mentioned Black Eyed Kids, the BEKs. I did an um, I did an episode on that with my wife probably about a year and a half ago. It was so fascinating. There was a series of stories about um, the phenomena. What What do you think? Do you know where are these entities or what are these kids? I refer to them as entities. Um, they're definitely not human. I there are so many different theories, and some of them I put aside immediately, even though a lot of people will disagree. And that's one thing about me. Like, I want you to disagree. I want you to tell me your opinions and your own experiences because our own experiences are what's going to shape our beliefs, right? So just because I know something is true for me, from my experience, you could have had a whole different experience and something else could be true for you. But that doesn't mean either one of us are wrong, if that makes sense. There is no really right or wrong in the paranormal, especially because there's so many unknowns. For me, I do not believe they're demonic because I've met demons before. I've met the devil multiple times before in my journey as a as a physical medium. And if you really think about it, there are a lot of even shows you watch on TV, the paranormal research shows, when demons pose as small children, they don't have black eyes. They look like a sweet, innocent child. So demons are able to get past the whole black eyed thing. While there are so many different things they could be, I'm partial to believing they're either some sort of extraterrestrial human hybrid, gone bad or made bad, purposefully to energetically feed off of humans, because that's 100% what they do. Or there's some sort of interdimensional coming from somewhere that we just cannot understand yet, as we're only just starting to understand that there are other dimensions, scientifically even. So for me, it's one of those two things. Or maybe it's somehow both because I know I don't know a lot about extraterrestrials just in general as a blanket term, but I know that they use wormholes or they're allegedly using wormholes. So are they actually traveling interdimensional interdimensionally instead of interplanetarily? Um, probably didn't say that word right, but you know, so are, is, are those two things one and the same? Right. So that's kind of where I stand with them, but they're definitely energetic feeders and there's definitely nothing light or positive about them. That's one of the theories that this innate non-human intelligences are actually uh, can be seen as entities here. You know, that they're linked, all of our interests are kind of interlinked together. And I think it's going to, in the coming year, hopefully I'll be around for it, but it's going to come out as to, you know, the David Grush thing. Um, He's the UFO. he disclosure guy and he was in the okay. department of defense and he's come out and he's spoke in front of Congress and they're trying to get the facts out about this, these things. And one of the, he's stopped short of saying that it's interdimensional, but he's in, he's kind of alluded to the fact that they're inter that the non-human intelligences, the ETs, mm-hmm. if you, as you, if you will, um, well, interesting. you know, that are, you know, linked together. So, um, but it's, you know, oh, go ahead. yeah, but it's, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's fascinating. I haven't, I've never had a, what, what, what's the devil like? What's he, is Probably it a he? Nice, I would is it a he or is it just the devil? Well, I say devil for lack of a better term, right? Because there's many devils. 
you know, and I can talk about this all day. There's not one devil that rules the, that rules the realm of hell and has all these minions. There are many devil entities that are the same. But when the devil appears to you, he appears what you expect him to appear like normally. So when I met him, he was a dude in a top hat that his face kept changing from like ghoulish to demonic to gorgeous to my favorite movie star to my deceased grandfather back to ghoulish to no face. And it just was like this weird shaking. It was very bizarre. Wow. Uh, when I met it for the first time. It is a male energy. Did he do anything harmful to you? No, he came as though it were a dream and um, told me I'm very religious, which I don't talk about a lot publicly because it doesn't really fit with my channel. um, But I am very religious. I'm born again Christian. And he approached me in a dreamlike state and, and told me to bow to him as he was there for And he pointed to my stomach and I'm like, okay, that was a weird dream. But the dream had taken place outside. And when I woke up the following morning, um, there was dirt in my bed. My feet were dirty. I had actually gone out. Yeah. And then I found out about a week later, I was pregnant with my youngest son, which was completely unexpected. Totally. Yeah. So I don't know what. uh, And then my son is born and he's still at five years old. Talks about the time when he was the mommy, you know, our past lives together. Wow. That, that's what that was like. And then I've met him through, you know, possession and, and in people's homes trying to get him out. It I keep saying him because I'm so kind of programmed, but it out of people's homes, um, hauntings and, and it's just not it's it's ter- it's the most terrifying thing in the world. You know, it's it's scarier than anything you've ever seen on TV. That's for sure, because it's real and it's right there in your face. Yeah. So that devil. But when you found out you were pregnant that there was no relation to the pregnancy that, you know, of seeing the devil or do you, do you connect the two at all? I believe when he was saying that he was there for this and pointed to my stomach, I believe he may have meant my youngest son because my youngest son has abilities like I have. So, you know, people like us are quote unquote special. Um, if we find our inner light, we can do what I'm doing now and that's lead other light workers and people like me to a collective light to kind of brighten up the consciousness and overtake the the evil that's come into the world today because it is very very real the evil yeah. whether you whether you're religious or not just the evil of the world today um not even a religious statement is very real and in order for it to change the collective consciousness have to, has to upswing and the more light workers we get involved in that um who who upswing their own individual consciousnesses then the easier chance we have of that happening. You don't have to convince me that there's evil around. So question about the BEK. They've been around yeah. for a while, right? There's many stories that have been held. Is there a time where you can date back the, the earliest? So I know that many people believe that the journalist Brian Bethel from Abilene, Texas, that his story was the first. And that's why a lot of people attribute this phenomenon to, to urban legend. But what it actually was is Brian Bethel was just the first person to take to the Internet and put it online. Right. You will hear a lot of stories now that people, people who have done the research like myself will say it goes back to the 40s. It goes back to the 50s. Right. But honestly... I dug a little deeper and ancient civilizations were building statues and I I couldn't, I don't know them off the top of my head, but there are at least four that I found. And I've mentioned it in the book and other interviews where they're building statues of 
pale children with obsidian eyes. Oh, wow. So this is this is an ancient being, whatever it is. Uh, it's definitely not brand new, as most people have been led to believe it is. They're they're not children, obviously, and they're not a brand new thing. It's just it's become more and more common. Right. If you hear someone else talk about something. You know, if you have an encounter with the BEK in the 70s, there's no internet. The people around you are going to look at you like you're nuts. You're not talking about that. Right. But once you go and it's the 90s and you see someone else mention having an encounter with these kids, just like you did, you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm not crazy. Let me tell them about my encounter. And that's kind of how it snowballed from like 96, 97 when Brian Bethel came out. But that is not where it starts. Um, you can find like the 20s, 30s, 40s, right. tons of encounters. And then, you know, throughout the ages, they're there. What have you had an encounter with the BEK? Thank God, no. Um, <laughs> I'm horrified. I, I'm not afraid of much, being as like all everything I've been around my whole life and uh, the, everything that I've seen. Um, shadow entities used to try to compel me to do things like chew live wires or oh, wow. uh, jump in jump in front of buses or. Um, and I'm not the only medium I've ever met who's had that issue with shadow people. Um, so they they scare me a little bit. But the BEK terrify me. And I always say, like, thank God, no, you know, I haven't had an encounter. It took me a really long time to write this book, Danger at Your Door, because I was afraid I was going to somehow call it in. When I wrote my book on shadow entities, I did have more sleep paralysis. I did see more shadow entities than I already do. But at the same time, when I look at an entity, entity just like a person, I can see its energy and I know immediately what it is. Just like if I look at a person, I can tell the heart of them immediately. There's no fooling me. It's just something about about it um so i'm wondering like would i really actually like to get a good look at them and see what they really are but then again maybe uh -huh. they won't come to someone like me who can see exactly what they are at face value and then i can go tell everyone you know yeah seeing anything when you look at us you guys are awesome. I can feel your energy just like through text message. I would have I would have totally blown you guys off if I didn't right. if I didn't think you guys like, were gonna be awesome. I don't know so. who those people are. <laughs> so most BEK are trying to get in your house from what I'm I've read, right? Is that the deal? They're trying to get they're basically into your to... personal space. Right. Yeah. Houses, vehicles. Yeah. And there's like two or three of them. And there's like, is that normally the, the narrative? Sometimes there's one. Um, I've noticed when it happens in the woods, which it is happening a lot more often than people understand in the woods, which everything for me goes back to the missing 411 stuff. But oh, wow. when it's in the woods, it's usually one. But there's either one, two or three at the doorstep, not usually more. And there's only one that speaks i call that one the spokesperson right um and and the other ones will kind of just sit put you know stand idly by looking pathetic and looking very nervous actually the more you refuse the entry the more nervous the one or two that aren't the spokesmen start to look and they'll be telepathically communicating so obviously you know wow. they're also starting to show up where so i mentioned i have a five-year-old so if they showed up for me, it'd be the spokesperson would be the older one. And it'd be a five-year-old um, blonde haired boy who, wearing the same exact outfit my son wore to school that day and like holding my son's favorite toy. Wow. So it would be like, I'm just like your son. Don't you want to help me? How could you to right. kind of play on the heartstrings of the humans? Because we get that overwhelming, intense feeling of dread and doom and disaster before they even knock. 
a lot of people are like, I didn't know what was going on at first until the knock at the door. Then I was like, oh, something here that is bad. Wow. What happens if you let them in? So I don't know 100%. I've only found two credible stories of anyone ever letting them in. And one of them, I'm not even sure if it's really credible. It's just well known as an, like it's widely accepted as that someone let them in. So what I found across the board of people that do say they let them in though, is that they become very, very, not just very ill, okay? Some of them claim that they, you know, the person that was with them passed from cancer or, um, the only reason I don't believe those encounters for the most part is because they almost never, as far as I can see, show up to more than one person at a time. If they show up to your house and someone else is in the house, the other person is like sleeping or in the shower and like they don't hear you. Like, so showing up to two people in a home and the other one person dying of cancer eventually doesn't make much sense to me because that's not what the encounters are. It's always them showing up to one singular person not more than one, you know, they don't want any group think going on right. where one person can say, no, no, close that door, you know, but there is one encounter that has been verified by either David Weatherly or Nick Redfern who have many more resources than I to be able to really verify encounters. There was a woman who was driving home from somewhere with her 10 year old son and everything was perfectly normal. And she was kind of running on autopilot. She needed to run into the, this little grocery, a very small grocery shop, like a corner store and grab like milk and bread or something. So she left the car running. She hops out. Her son's 10. So he's OK to be in the car alone for like three minutes. She comes out. She grabs what she needs. She comes out. And as she's kind of she gets in, does her seatbelt. She's adjusting the rearview mirror and she sees a pale faced black eyed boy with his arm around her son looking upwards into the rearview mirror and smirking at her oh with black boy. eyes. Yeah. Broad daylight. <laughs> no, no, Broad daylight. no, no, no. Yeah, right? So she said she panicked. The car was still running. She jumped out. She grabbed her kid and ripped him out of the car, dragged him in as fast as she could to speak to the shop clerk who, whom she was just speaking to. And the guy thought she was she was so hysterical that, that he she was trying to say someone was trying to break into her car or attack her. She was like, no, 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 don't call the police. She called her husband from there and she said, listen, I'll explain when we get home. Please don't make me explain now. But can you drive here and drive my car home and me and, you know, our son will take your car home and I'll explain when we get home, please. And she was so hysterical. And the husband said, well, this is weird. And yeah, I need you to explain, but I'll be right there. So he drives down. Um, he and the shopkeeper speak for a minute or two. He's like, I don't know what happened. You know, please let me know that she's OK. So anyway. The mother and the son make it home in the father's car. The father does not make it home. He gets into a car accident and ends up in the hospital oh. as he's driving home. Now, he's okay. He has a minor concussion, some minor injuries. But he said the last thing he remembered while being in the car was smelling this awful stench and becoming so overwhelmingly dizzy. And the next thing he knew, he was in the hospital. But that's not where the story ends. The little boy, the young kid whom the black-eyed kid had touched, he came down with like the measles. And once they started treating the measles, he no longer had the measles. He had like something with his stomach. And once they started treating that, it was something with his head. And once they started treating that, it was something with his heart. And once they, and this went on for 18 months, the symptoms were constantly changing, ever evolving. Every time the doctors and specialists would think they had it pinned down. It and then it would be some crazy diseases, you know, like polio, you know, like what is going on? Wow. So eventually the family says, we're going to go back to 
we're going to take this to our religion. And they have a prayer session where the entire congregation prays for like an entire 24 hours over this child. The kid wakes up perfectly fine, never got sick again, no long-term lasting damage. The woman eventually asked her son, why did you, why was that kid in our car? And, you know, did you know him from school? Is there, you know, because by the time the shopkeeper had run back outside, there was nobody there. He saw the doors open, but there was nobody there. And the kid said, no, mommy, he just knocked on the door and said that he wanted to come to my house and play. And that's the innocence of a child, even with these creepy black eyes and this weird look, child just sees a new playmate, right. you know, yeah. and he, he told him, yeah, come on in, come to my house. And that's how it wow. got started. Like invitation. Basically. You have to invite them and they will yell, you have to invite us. We can't come in because the more you, you refuse them, the more aggressive they become and they start screaming. You have to invite us, you, you know. Wow. Which is vampiric. Yeah. yeah we should mention you've written a couple of books on the subject. Yep. Um, yes. Up on the screen, you can't see it, but I've, um, I've got Midnight Visitors up on the screen so everybody can see that. Those of you, you that are on, and we've also got... Oof. Yes, Danger at Your Danger Door at your is door. the full book. It's like all of the research, the legends, the lore, what I feel is fake, what I know to be true. And Midnight Visitors is just encounters. It's just a companion book because I know when I read books, I go right for the encounters and then I go back and read the rest. So right. I figured people would yeah. want a little more because um, yeah. there aren't a lot of encounters. You always hear the same ones over and over again. So yeah. it's, It is a fascinating story. Wow. Tell us about some of your other experiences in the paranormal. We uh, I, have you ever had you had any paranormal? Sorry, um, sorry. When <laughs> I was younger, I was able to feel that something was in a house, but as I got older, I kind of lost the ability. So I did actually. Um, Weren't you hovering above your house or something? Oh, I had an out of, out of body experience. It was really creepy. I think I talked about that in that first episode you had me on. Yeah, I had out of body. That's about as close as as I I think I remember. Kind of jealous of you guys. You know, flying saucers or that doesn't strike me as odd though, because <laughs> we're all born with the abilities that, like, I have. We're I all agree. born with the same thing. We're not all born with recall right. or like remember past lives. That's the whole point of life here in the third dimension. But I just believe it's so conditioned out of us. There's no monster under your bed. Be quiet and go back to sleep. Or there's nothing in your closet. Be quiet and go back to sleep. And we give a nightlight as if that's comfort. You know, we really need to start listening more to our small children because I was, you know, bullied by my own dad because he just couldn't handle my Irish Catholic father. He couldn't handle what yeah. was going on with me. Um, and I was taught to be quiet about it. I, it somehow wasn't conditioned out of me, but I do believe we are all born with all different abilities to understand the beyond and the other side and yeah. entities and demons and all of that. It's just that we're just taught from like birth that like, no, that's not real. No, yeah. you're not seeing that. And we kind of bury it, you know, and it can be reactivated at any time. And that's kind of what I've spent my professional career doing is like reactivating people to what their abilities are. So it doesn't strike me as, odd that you would be able to sense entities in a house and then you'd have an out-of-body experience that's like pulling you back to what you know to be true and that's that you have this ability to um kind of sniff out entities which is a great thing to be able to uh, understand because yeah. moving into new houses you know sometimes you don't know what you're going to get but someone like you or i we definitely do know 
I had friends when I worked the, at my first job. They're like, hey, you need to come to my house because I feel like there's something <laughs> there. And I can literally lead it to a certain, like, a closet or a certain part of the room. And I'm like, it's here. I don't know why it's here. Um, the other thing is my mother growing up was highly religious, but she was so religious that she was kind of like she stifled everything. So as mm-hmm. I grew up, I think that actually helped me develop it more because she kind of stifled and I kind of just kind of, you know, exploded out with, I know there's, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I call yeah. that activating. Yeah. yeah. You were, you were activated by it. That's, that's a form of mediumship ability actually. Nice. And I, I do believe it has something to do with extraterrestrial DNA. That's why it usually runs in the maternal side. Right. Um, believe it or not, it will come from usually the mother's side. And I do think it leads back to, you know, not saying it was aliens, but aliens. I do believe that that's probably why I've recently uncovered these abduction experiences. Why do they choose the people they do? I believe if the paranormal was more widely accepted, they would be asking questions like, do you have any extrasensory abilities? Do you have clear cognizance, clear audio, clear, you know, whatever, clear sentience? Uh, and, and these types of things probably would go hand in hand with most of the people who are abducted. Yeah. Well, they say that people that are accepting of, you know, these things, you know, UFOs and yeah. entities, the more accepting you are, the more likely it is that you're going to be able to see experience. and experience this. But I have to say, nobody is more accepting than I am. <laughs> <laughs> and you've had and, nothing. And, and I've got nothing. Nothing But what's that? Nothing you remember, though. Yeah, right. maybe I need to get. To, yeah, exactly. maybe, maybe I need to hit. The, Stick around. Yeah. You'll we'll see. Some yeah, things. yeah. It's, <laughs> it's uh, but I I'm, I surround myself like people like Matt and the move on <laughs> meetings and immerse myself. I have people that I work with that are you know in paranormal. This is a constant co- topic of conversation: UFOs, <laughs> and paranormal, and my you know my pe- luckily I'm. You know, I'm the manager, so I can't get myself in trouble. But you know, um, do you do you work? You have a. I mean, is this what you do for a living, or do you have a, a real job like I have to have? My quote unquote real job. Um, <laughs> I would say is I'm an I'm a, a best selling author. I'm also you know a stay at home mom to my son. He's in kindergarten now, but I do all the mom stuff, and you know I do have a husband in a house, and I got to oh, cook okay. and clean and do all that stuff too. But as far as what I do, what I would say is my my work is I meet a lot of people through my YouTube channel, uh, the live streams that I do who tend to wander in lost and trying to understand experiences they've had. So what I'll do is I'll do a one-on-one with them and I'll read their Oracle and I'll work with them through over the course of months to remove attachments. A lot of people come to me like, Oh, I've got this dark cloud hanging over me. No, you've just picked up an attachment somewhere. We can get rid of that. You know, I'll send them what they need. That's why I kind of say I'm a spiritual helper. You know, I, I try to, bring people closer to their own light so that they can realize their own destiny and live happier, more peaceful lives, which raises their energetic vibration, hence raising the collective energy. Yeah. Yeah. I've got people, sometimes I'll run across people that, and when I do an interview like this, they'll say, Oh, I have the same experiences as her. I want to get in touch with her. Is there a, what's the best way to, to connect you? YouTube. My email, Gemma Jade paranormal at gmail.com. Okay. I also, um, if you think about it, so I was like a waitress for like 15 years of my life. And 
seeing the debt everywhere, including like the grocery store, it's very hard to hold down a quote unquote regular job because four people are coming in to eat. Now, now I can tell the difference as opposed to when I was little of of debt and and live energy and living energy. But, you know, they're coming in with grandma and grandpa and, you know, their ancestor from the 16th century. It's very hard to, and now I've learned to like shut myself down to it as much as I can, but I barely leave my house to be honest with you. Um, I don't really feel safe in many places because of all the darkness and they notice what I am immediately and I will end up under attack or um, because I spent a long time um, in addiction, which I do speak about publicly because I feel like um, people should know that you can get out of that and you can go on to to live a normal life. But I feel like now it's like this, this constant um, fear in me that like, am I going to be attacked by this? And I'm finally learning how to shut myself down. And, and, you know, I'm learning a lot of things too, as I go along. Um, But it's hard for me to even really leave my house now. I'm at my mom's now, but this is a safe place for me. I've cleansed and cleared this entire property from top to bottom. So um, other than that, I don't go many places, maybe the grocery store. And even then I'm seeing hundreds of dead. So it's, it's, hard to live a quote-unquote normal life yeah. if i didn't get into this i don't know what i would have been doing yeah you should live in california you get disability <laughs> oh, yeah. it's kind of it's yeah. kind of like a blessing and a curse yeah. you know you can help and do good things with at the same time you're constantly under struggle and attack from and just trying to separate those two is what sounds like that you're Right. If I had been working with this my entire life, like I am now, um, like most mediums, you know, I would know how to handle that type of thing and and maybe lead a little bit more of a quote unquote normal life. But it is a blessing and a curse. But I I don't think at this point I would really change it for I wouldn't change it for anything. It's just it does it does become hard. And I did have a thought that I just completely talked myself out of. So maybe it'll come back to me. Join, join the club. I tend to yeah. ramble and yeah. forget That's what why I'm I have saying, a notepad. So. Hello. <laughs> there you go. Same. Same. It'll come back to you in a minute. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe not. <laughs> Text you yeah. at like midnight. Text me with that thought. I'll put it on the next show. Second, second show. How many how many books have you written? I only saw like five, but I know you've done more than five. How many have you done? Actually, that's that's it. That um, it? I did okay. Missing the Faith Theory, Encounters with Evil, Shadow Entities, Danger at Your Door, Midnight Visitors. Oh, Campfire Stories, Volume One, and I got Volume Two coming out. Nice. Um, but I only started on this journey. Let's see. I'm in recovery about five and a half years. So about four, four and a half years ago, I started. And I'm so sorry. <laughs> Obviously, someone uh, doesn't know him in an interview. Um, I, I only started a few years ago. Just bring him on. With yeah. this whole thing. Tell him to talk about it. He's... So you like... think uh, recovery is part of your, is obviously part of your story. Um, uh my wife is in recovery, and it's. I think it's opened her up a lot more spiritually because of it. Yeah, it's... Um... It does. Yeah, it definitely does. Sorry, I just wanted to let them know. Um, <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I think coming to um, religion like I did, it was also a lot easier for me because I no longer felt like my gifts were uh, this kind of curse or that they came from the devil or right. that I'm something just evil just by existing. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep. So um, it it's definitely makes it a lot easier for me not to 
have any guilt. It also was, you know, my abilities were a big reason I did start using because I was like, okay, I can shut them up. Let yep. me shut them up. Yep. Um, but that didn't work either because then mm. it just made people be like, oh, she's just high. Right. You know, right. <laughs> yeah. right. Just, you know, it didn't help. And the thing I was thinking that I, the thought that I lost earlier was that with the older I get, um, not that I would consider myself old per se, but the older I get, it's like, when you have dead energy, um, even if it's a higher vibrating spirit, even if it's a you know good spirit, quote unquote, um, there's still dead energy feeding off the living. So there are things like blood transfusions, a lot of physical illness that comes along with this. Yeah. So I have to really be careful, which is a lot of the reason I also kind of hermit myself inside. And I've kind of built um, my gempire around my home. Right. <laughs> and nice. I do everything from video. You know, I don't really travel. I don't. Yeah, I, I just not ready for that yet. Yeah. It had, does make you physically ill, it, whether you're a medium or not. If the dead are around you a lot, like if you're living in a haunted house of something lower vibrational, I've heard that you will feel more sick. If you people always say mm. that, you know, I feel dizzy, I feel ill, I got sick, I came down with, can you know, I had cancer, and that's why yeah. the the dead energy feeding off of your living energy is just not good for anybody uh, ever. Right? Have you? You were you discussed and I uh, watched in one of your one of the podcasts you were on, and do you have blood transfusions or were you just talking about that's what people do? You it's very common for physical mediums, meaning those of us that can allow the dead into our body to overtake, which I no longer do. It's very scary and like they don't technically have to leave. Um, it leaves you open to possession of someone like me who's not that experienced with it. Um, but no, I've had to have it done a couple of times because they're just always around. And yeah. I live in the middle of nowhere, uh, the middle of the woods in northern New Jersey. So, you know, um, I say it as though it's funny because it is, but it's also the truth. You know, mob bodies. I mean, it's their spirit everywhere. Yeah. And if you don't know how to protect that energy, even with the older you get, you know, in my 20s, it was like whatever. You know, I was active and energetic and more physically healthy. But it's like as the older I get the more tired and weak and, yeah. you know, physically ill I do become if I'm not really, really careful about what I take on and what I allow myself, what I allow into myself. So, yeah. Wow. So you've got five books. How, how are the books doing? I mean, you say, do you sell a lot of books or how is it working out? Um, sometimes I do. If it's in a topic that a lot of people find interesting, I guess. So I did a book in November of 2022. I released it, Shadow Entities. And I thought it was going to be a big success because nobody was really talking about it. But what happened was I called it Shadow Entities, Sleep Paralysis, and Beyond. I think people thought that I was going to be talking about sleep paralysis. And right. I did bring it up. I don't think they understood the depths that I get into in, in speaking on shadow people in that book. Um, I'm selling more now. The BEK, this book went bestseller and stayed there on an Amazon bestseller list for like five days, which right. is crazy. Wow, nice. All the books that, well, yeah, with the, now, yeah. It was it was so cool. And I was like, I did this one um, all on my own. I'm self-published now. I pulled out from with my publisher just because I wanted to see if I can do it. Yep. Um, so for the first one, I did alone to become bestseller. So, I mean, I... Again, it's kind of like with Gemma Jade merchandise. It's it's not so much about the money for me. I mean, that's an extra bonus because this is all I do for a living, you know, this in YouTube. But it's more about getting the information out there to people, for people to be able to understand and also getting my name and my brand out there. Like with merch, 
my merch is very cheap for that reason. It's not something I'm trying to make money with because I feel like getting my name out there, going on podcasts like with you guys and reaching your audience and anybody's really, I, I usually don't say no to interviews for the most part because it's about getting my name out there, getting the information out there yeah. and possibly being able to help people. So the services with like helping people activate, getting rid of attachments, I charge not a lot for those, but I do charge. So it is some income that comes in. And um, that's that's kind of why I do it though. I I don't think that anyone that's given a gift like the one I have should be making it impossible for others to have access to it. Yeah, you well, know, if I charge a hundred bucks for um, an hour and a half and I'm answering every single question and sending you a big box of stuff with directions how to use it and I'm on call for you for like six weeks, it's not a lot. No, you know, if you look at yeah. what everyone else is doing, it's not. It's a lot because more. Because the point right. for me is to, is to help. I yeah. really, really do want to help. You have an online store? I don't have an online store. Uh, oh, I do for the the t-shirts and stuff, the merch, yeah. um, .com. Um It's my friend's, my friend does it for me. But um, as far as like, you know, I'll send out, you know, black witch salt that I make and uh, sprays done with moon water, incense packets, herbal office offerings, whatever you need for whatever's going on in your home, I just send it out, you know? So I do really want to help because I think the world is not in the best place. And I think that's because a lot of people don't understand what's happening to them energetically. They don't understand the power of positive manifestation and how you really can be co-creator, even though it takes a lot of patience and some time. And I just want people to understand that and, and feel better. Yeah. yeah, Vladimir Putin needs to give you a call. I do know how to do curses. <laughs> but I know how. Just saying. Yeah, I had a, somebody contact me on Facebook. One of my, I'm still friends with her, and she wanted to sit, put together this package of stuff because I had negative energy. <laughs> yeah, she, she, well, I'll send you some stuff. It's only forty five dollars. So I don't like, say it either. <laughs> I, I don't feel like I'm in a bad place. i you know, that I really need it. You know? I don't see it on you. Me neither. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's just, it's interesting. Facebook's an interesting. That's also place. why I let people come to me. Yeah, because right. anyone can say you need anything, do you know? Right. Not that yeah. she, she was lying, but anybody can say that. I can go and be like, I'm Jim yeah. G. Don't you watch what I do? You definitely need this. Yeah, right. And that drives me nuts when yeah. people do that. I get really yeah. mad. Yep. And I will tell people, I'll be like, don't listen to them. That's not true. Right. <laughs> like, you know? right. Yeah. right. It's, it's just, you know, it's just another way of being evil. Let them come to you. Well, since this is your your method of income. I always like to put, when I interview people, I like to make sure we put out there what you do for money, related, yeah, awesome. whether or not it's related to. She's on YouTube too. Yeah, YouTube, Rumble, Rumble, Rumble. Um, Rumble. podcast, you do. YouTube's a big deal, because I yeah. do the live intuitive oracle on either Friday or Saturday nights. And um, anyone who comes in, I will pull one card for them, a random card from a random deck, and I will give them a reading off of that one card. and. Cool. A lot of the times people will ask if I do personals, which I do, and they're like 20 bucks a pop where everyone else is charging like 360. Right. So I'm right. just like, That's wow. it's, it's yeah, little bargain. ways to make, to make income. Do you know what I'm saying? But yeah. it also brings people together. That's the best stream I've ever seen on YouTube. Yeah. Everyone's so loving and there for yeah. each other. And I'm like, wow, this is so cool. It's happening under my chat. Yeah. Awesome. 
Yeah, yeah, we're 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 working toward doing live streams. It's you know we're not that big, but it's and we do this. It's a hobby. It's a hobby. Yeah, Yeah. you know. So, but it's a is a serious interest of ours. Um, You know, all of this is our tagline is anything weird. Yeah, I don't take offense, but. Anything unusual. They call anything, me weird. You yeah, know, no. I call you weird. I love it. I embrace being weird. Yeah, so we for, do too. For, you know, I, I do so too. Long. But yeah, that's have, how it started for me. I was just looking for connection with like-minded individuals. My husband does not believe in the paranormal. He doesn't believe in extraterrestrials. He doesn't believe. He doesn't believe. He doesn't believe. Yeah. He's also a boomer. So I guess it's like a different time where even if he did, he wouldn't talk about it. Right. Um, right. But um, it's my wife. Too. Yeah, my it's, wife. That's too. how it started. My wife yeah, that's as how well. it started for me. <laughs> really? Yes. yes. <laughs> it's, that's they so were, funny. Yeah, we were all here together for an. Okay. There's, there's always one spouse that does, and I think we yeah. are the ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that is true. They that put up true. with us, though. Yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah. They put up with us, and it's amazing. You know, yeah. and my wife comes on the show, and she'll talk about it, but she's, like, cynical. <laughs> Which <laughs> is people, okay. People, There's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. People, people watch it, and they go, it's kind of funny the way she doesn't believe it. It is. <laughs> it's entertaining. <laughs> you know? But she's supportive. Right. For oh, me, yeah. I don't understand how people don't. I guess because I can plainly see it right there as plainly as I'm seeing you. And for me, I just, I don't get it. Like, how could you, I don't know. And I guess that's, that's a blessing and and the curse because I don't know what it's like to not have some, something around me at all times, but I don't know if I want to live that way. sometimes I'm like, man, just shut up. Like I just want some peace quiet like stop looking at me stop being in my corner you're being creepy you be quiet yeah on wednesday on um the weekends when i do the oracle stream people are like you always look like like you're you're concentrating on something i'm like i am yeah. do you understand i'm talking to you guys but in my head i'm going you line up you're not supposed to be here who are you here to see? wait your turn get out it's like dealing with a bunch of little kids in a daycare all the time in my head and yep. it's just like ah. it's finding that fine line to keep the you know it is from one to the other yeah it definitely how... is but i don't think i would change it for anything that's awesome i don't know if i'd I love my sanity much. if i you know i get three people talking to me at one time i'd lose it <laughs> yeah <laughs> and they're alive i probably would <laughs> block them out for the most part but right. for the weekend oracle like i pull in people's team so i need them to be there so um at my mom's house it's it's extra interesting because there's a church right across the street but there's also a funeral home and I remember when she first moved here like three years ago, the first thing I saw when I walked out of the car, I looked up and there were shadow entities hopping from house to house. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I just remember thinking, oh boy. <laughs> what? But it's a very, very old shore town in New Jersey. And there's a lot of history here. Yeah. Wars have been fought here. And, you know, did, did, that that's a lot of the history in New Jersey. I run into a lot of that, a lot of uh, war war casualties right. from like wow all like the revolutionary war very you know? historic area yeah i love history i've always yeah. i've always been very much um a lover of history and and sometimes i'll talk to them and be like you know do you realize that you died and, and how did that and i'll ask them about their lives and it's really cool it's like reading a book but not having to read it right. that would be awesome that would be awesome <laughs> yeah <laughs> Did you ask your mom, did you have to move in across the street from a funeral home? 
She said it to me. She's like, you know, she's like, I didn't think much of it. And then she had this dark uh, hooded thing in her house. Uh, it's actually still here. It was something that I could not get rid of no matter how hard I tried. And she's moving. So now we're like, maybe we should try to get rid of this thing before Unless you move. And like, she's like, if anyone moves in with kids, I'm telling on them. <laughs> yeah, full disclosure. I'm like, yeah. okay. I'm like, that's on you. I don't, I I don't but we'll out. try to get rid of it. I don't know. Buying but she's a, a sensitive as well. It right. just, it just scares her a little bit more than um, it does me, but it, it used to scare me. So I get it. Um, she's, she's actually, um, Native Native American, or I think now you're supposed to call it Native Indian, but I call it Native American. American yeah, I call it the. Yeah. She's full blown, so she has like a um, ancient Native healer in her, yeah. but she doesn't. She doesn't want to come into that ability, and I don't force it on her. But I do explain to her this is why you are always having things around you. This is why every house you've ever lived in, um, or anywhere you've ever went to visit, ever has been haunted because yeah. you are haunted. <laughs> it's yeah, not. Yeah. Right. It's not the places around you. It's you. It, it tends to follow the bloodline. Yeah. It yes. tends to follow. A lot of it's ancestral for sure. Especially, yeah. like I said, the maternal bloodline. It doesn't have to be. But I found in like 98% of cases it is. Yeah. You will get whatever ability you have from your mom. Yep. My mother's uh, very Native American uh, part, which I got none because I got most of my dad's. But right, she she you know before she got super um, religious, she had a lot of she. There was a lot of things that happened at our house that I was too young to even remember. So I think that kind of opened up a lot too, and I kind of kept that line between when I had first my, my first UFO sighting. I kind of went to that more than I went to the spiritual part. Um, I do question and still I I you know I've done a lot of research on the spiritual part too. So. Sometimes that will really cause people to move in deeply into religion. Yes. Um, even sometimes yep. to the point of obsession because yep. it can be terrifying. Yep. You know, if I walk around my house sometimes and it's like shadow person slinking up the ceiling, shadow blob in the corner, right. uh, shadow this, and, and they scare me. Hat man just chilling with red eye. They're always around. I just, I just ignore them. I don't, don't make direct contacts and I just pretend like I don't see them. But, you know, someday I'm having, I get bad days too, or yep. I just want to like, curse them out because i'm just like dude this is my space go go back into the woods or wherever it is you came from yeah i've got this weird half um half deer woman thing it's supposed to be a guardian of the forest that keeps coming Mm. to my property line i have like a brook going through my backyard um, and it separates my house from a wildlife no build like preserved land where she just comes to the edge of that and just Oh, wow. and I'm just like, <laughs> like what, what is this? And everyone keeps saying, don't worry, you know, it's something good. I'm like, yeah, but I want the communication. So I'm going to have to go out there with some kind of offering or something and right. see, see what I can dig up about that. That's amazing. Yep. Does your dad, is your dad still around or? He is. What's he think about all this? My dad <laughs> Still, really, I had to ask. You had big and bad, right? <laughs> he doesn't want to. Um, he just doesn't want to deal with it. But it's funny with him because you know my grandmother, his mother passed, and she might come to me and talk to me and give me a message for him. If I call him and say, you know, I saw grandma and she said to tell you X Y Z, he will get mad at me and be like, don't come to me with that, you know, bullshit and right. all this. But if I call him and say, Daddy, I had a dream about grandma. Guess what she said? He'd be like, Oh my gosh, you did. 
and yeah. he'll listen. Yeah. yeah. Wow. But I have to put it in form of like it, yeah. it was a dream. Right. And then he yeah. Would right. Right. To get to get them to you know get to that threshold to them. It's yeah. easier for him to make sense yep. of a loved one visiting in a dream than just appearing in front of me. Amen. Yeah. But that's how I do it for him because that's what he needs. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. It's frustrating. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So I'm glad to hear the books are doing. Are they suitable for? Um, is it? I was, they're scary, so I guess small children might want not want to read them. But can they do adolescence and things are suitable for that? Are you talking about me? No, nah, yeah, you're <laughs> the problem. <laughs> you know, I'm um, just trying to get it out there how you can maybe market it to. I remember when I was in grade school, you used to be able to buy books from this. You, know, you sign up on the sheet and you buy the books. Goosebumps. You're probably too young for that. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. I love they probably don't do that anymore. It's probably all digital. Um, but you, you're digital too, yeah. right, Kindle? My or? my books are sold on Amazon. I I would just question people. There's not like cursing. There's there's not a lot of like or any really sexual content in my books. So um, yeah, that's even if I had to get through something like that, like when I was speaking about shadow people and incubus and succubus, I don't. There's nothing I would say it's like graphic. your average 10 or 11 year old couldn't handle right. as long as they're not overtly scared of ghosts. Anything right. younger than that, I would say it might it might not only scare them, it might activate something in them to now where these things are coming to them. And that's very young to be able to try to understand something like that. So I would say from like 11 and up, I would recommend my books for. Yeah. Good. That's about the age when I was like... Worse. I mean, campfire... Yeah. Our stories, the newest one, um, that's a collection of encounters that people have had, real encounters. I've verified them um, in the wilderness with all sorts of things, extraterrestrials, uh, demonic entities, shadow beings. Those are a little more tame um, simply because they're very short. And Encounters with Evil was a book of 101 true short stories, a lot of them taken from my life as a medium, some of them famous, like Ooh. I covered Amityville. Um, those I would say you can go a little younger on those, but all of my books are 100% factual, um, nonfiction. So nice. I would just, you know, it depends on the kid really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah have you run across anyone that's been a, sound like an interrogation. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> You're going you're gonna to end this scratching your head, Gemma. Um, you run across anybody who's been abducted by extraterrestrials or anything like that? Any... Let me tell you about the type of people we get in contact with here. <laughs> um, we had one lady that was on that she, I don't know if you were on with me. She's the one that, it, she was pregnant three times by a reptilian. No, I wasn't on with them. You I think I saw it, though. And, uh. In the first trimester, the reptilian abducted her and took the fetus each time oh, wow. before she was able to uh, actually have her own child. So, you know, we were very open, obviously, about, you know, people people talk to us. I don't know why they do it, but, <laughs> you know, it, it's uh, we try to get people to, you know, talk about their experiences and not that many people are understanding about something like right. that. Right. Yeah. Right. They write yeah, you yeah. off, and something yeah. for something so traumatic. Right. Um, yeah. My, I don't come across. I mean, people do tell me their um, stories with extraterrestrials, and I add them in for like my listener encounter series on my, on my channel. But I do tell them I'm by no way like an expert on that stuff. But my own suppressed memories, or maybe they were even shielded memories. I'm still not sure 
Um, I've had some rectilene experiences and they've been horrifying. I've been held down in bed by them. Um, not sexually though, uh, for me, as far as what I remember, but I do remember one where there was like five of them and they were all holding me down. And I had thought this was a nightmare, but I, I come to know now through the work that I've been doing with professionals that it, that it's true. It did happen. And I just remember, I don't remember what they were saying. They were speaking to me in like their language, I guess, or, and I didn't understand, but I understood in the moment. And I remember saying, no, please. Like there's already so much meaning my abilities. Right. Don't do that. Don't do that. And they were like in my face, holding my face and Ugh. like taking from me. Yeah. But like four of them all at once, it, it, I still don't know what, what it was about. I don't know if they were taking my psychic energy or taking my ability to, for transference or I don't know what they were doing, but um, I will find out eventually. Hopefully. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we had someone else on that said they'd laying in bed and then they, the sheets would be pulled on both sides by something and mm -hmm. like she, she couldn't move. You know. That's how they do it. They hold you down, I'm sure. You know? And then she had the shadow person that was jumping around inside the bedroom. And then she ran out, tried to tell her parents, you know, what was going on. And they didn't believe her, like we were discussing. Oh, it's we just have got Just go back to bed. Doing, yeah. right. We've like, got to stop doing that to yeah. our children. It really does, especially very young children, because they're still so connected to the other side. And they're so connected to their ability. Um, like I said, my husband doesn't like discussing it. Um, he doesn't want me encouraging it in our son. But at the same time, I'm, I refuse to tell him, you know, he just recently made me put curtains up. I never put curtains in the master bedroom because we're on the second floor and we're in the middle of the woods. There's nobody around. But he has begged me for so long to put curtains up because he's afraid of the people that stare through the windows. So I finally put the curtains up. And one night I just sensed something in the room with me and it wasn't a regular spirit like that of a deceased loved one or anything, anything that was once living. So I closed my eyes and I started snapping my phone camera and in the window, you can see all of these just horrific demonic faces yeah, and yeah, the picture. reflection, I took a picture beforehand and the reflection, you can just see. Um, the darkness of the bedroom in the window and where I have the bathroom light on. The second and third picture I took was just all of these demonic, grotesque faces staring right at me in bed. And I, I sensed them there, but they made themselves, you know, invisible to me. Plus, it was pitch black. Yeah. Wow. So then I, I, I put two and two together. I was like, oh, my gosh, he want, he's saying things are staring at him through the window. And here I am. I actually caught things staring right. at me through the window. Right. So that is what he was seeing. I was able wow. to verify it. Wow, that's crazy. Whoa. But your husband, your husband doesn't believe. In doesn't want to hear anything about it. Yeah. Doesn't. He's not the most supportive, even with my career. He's just like that you know, dumb yeah. stuff you do. And I'm like, well, well, you know, maybe one day he'll come to an awakening. Maybe. But until then, I'm, I'm certainly not stopping. It, so It might take something to really scare him, I guess. I don't know. Oh, in that house, it'll be the house to do it. <laughs> you know, right. if, if he doesn't want me putting protections up, then maybe I'll just put protections up where my son and I are. And right. <laughs> Good luck, and buddy. <laughs> you'll, yeah. you'll come running. Oh, <laughs> yep. Go meet with the dear lady. Yeah. <laughs> It's selfie. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. Lady. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's crazy. 
All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up. I appreciate you coming on. Check I don't out. even think I told you how long we were going to do this. I was very vague. Sorry. It's usually an hour. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I had fun. It was great. That, Thank you so much. We really. I haven't agree. laughed so much in a while. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, we we enjoy doing it. It's it, it's great fun. You can tell. You can definitely tell. You guys have great energy about it, and uh, when you make it fun, it's not always so bogged down and serious. Because right. when you're dealing with people who are possessed or dealing with, I deal with a lot of really serious things on a, on a regular basis. And it's not that this stuff isn't serious, but you have to have a sense of humor about it too sometimes because Everybody. otherwise it'll drive you crazy. It really yeah. will. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it, all of the subjects we talk about are pretty, pretty serious, but people end up, some people get nervous. It's kind of funny. People are like, Oh, I was really nervous. It's like, we're not. Yeah. There's nothing <laughs> to be nervous about. We want you laughing at the end. Yeah. We yeah. want you to make sure you're comfortable. Yeah, exactly. All right. It was gonna, great. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Alien Probe Podcast. We welcome comments, questions, and requests to alienprobepodcast at gmail.com. Visit us on Facebook. Check out our website, alienprobe.net. Twitter and Instagram at alienprobepod. Check us out. Like and subscribe on Rumble and YouTube. Rumble. Rumble. Rumble's where it's at. Yeah, do Rumble first. Yeah, yeah. Um, Gemma, thanks a lot. We yes, appreciate you coming thank on. Thank you. Thank you.